Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space. We're doing this one kind of on the QT. We're doing this one. We're doing this sort of almost like a breaking news. We've got the host of a Twitter account that in the last couple of weeks has really gone as viral as I've seen a medical Twitter account go. It is an account that takes a deep dive into the electronic medical record. It's done so in a very, very funny way, but we've got the host of this. We, we cannot use their name, which is okay. We have to protect their identity. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to keep this quick. Don't know how much time they have. They may or may not be on the run at this time. Please do check out the website if you have the opportunity, www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can find me on Twitter, at ETS Show. We would definitely love to have some more interactions around this thread on Twitter as well. You can email me, mark at Explore the Space Show. Always like to interact with my guests. Please definitely find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Definitely subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. That really helps us out. Let's jump right into it, though. We have the host of a Twitter account called at Epic Parody EMR. It is insane. It is hysterically funny. It also makes you feel sad. Unnamed host, welcome to Explore the Space. Thank you very much. I'm calling from my uh, underground bunker, uh, you know, on the run from the Epic Police. But uh, here I am safe and sound. Uh, so thanks very much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. That was my first concern is, are you, are you well? Are you doing okay? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, it's funny you said that this uh, account um, is existed for a couple of weeks. It's only been a week um, that I started this account, and it's really taken off. And no one is more surprised than me about this. That wasn't my intention at all. So um, this this account but, but, started a week ago. It's now at eight thousand two hundred and sixty followers. That's nuts because it's definitely a niche market. I don't think it's going to stay that way because I think more and more people are going to find out what this is and how funny it is and how clever it is. But so you said you had no idea this was coming. Did you, where, where do you sit with it now? I mean, you've, it's been a week. What, what's happening aside from having to be on the run? Yeah. So, um, you know, what's happening is I'm just trying to think of new material for what it's worth. And uh, unfortunately, this is a, a a pretty narrow topic. It's kind of hard to think of new ideas constantly all the time. Um, you know, already I'm sort of starting to repeat myself. So I don't know how much longer it's going to be going, or at least uh, with, with new material, but that's okay. You know, I never really started this account expecting this was going to happen. And, um, you know, it, it's okay if, uh, you know, at some point I flame and burn out. Uh, it, its purpose will have been served from my point. What's important for me to say, though, is if you do go dark for any reason, make sure you let us know that you're going dark intentionally so that we know that you haven't like had windows blow in people in, you know, black masks come and grab you and take you away. We need to know that you're going to be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll make a safer word. I'll, I'll make a, a, a notice that I'm fine and safe. Don't worry about me. Yeah. No. Um, okay. We are worried about you. We want you to be okay. This is important <laughs> stuff. And you're, you're, you're in healthcare. You practice, you see patients. We need, you know, your patients need you too. Absolutely. They need me. <laughs> uh, they need me making eye contact with them that's as much as possible. <laughs> that's right. So the, the profile of the feed says, my goal is to create confusion for doctors. I will not rest until doctors do nothing but click buttons. Eye contact is evil. And then there's a little parenthetical that this is a parody. 
this is the reason that this struck everybody so funny. We're talking about electronic medical records. We're talking about electronic health records. And, you know, one of the purposes of it, of this podcast, one of the purposes of Explore the Space is to help close the gaps between people who seek healthcare and those who are trying to provide it. And one of those things that while we're doing that work, unfortunately, I feel like is making that space deeper and wider is the electronic medical record. So we're talking about something that applies to anybody that has been in a doctor's office, that has sat down in front of an intake nurse, that has had to have surgery, that has been admitted to the hospital. The computer and the electronic medical record so frequently stands right between the physician, the nurse, the whomever, and the patient. And it's a barrier. Has that been your experience? Is that one of the things that drove you to say, you know what, I'm going to make some fun of this thing? Absolutely. I mean, I just started this count to vent to myself to sort of relieve frustration and, and to make myself laugh. That was my main goal in starting it. I thought I'd be lucky if 50 people followed it. I mean, it was just to sort of entertain myself. Um, you know, I, I trained in the era of paper charts, so I know what that's like. And, you know, paper charts had some definite advantages. Um, the notes were much shorter. People really only wrote things that they felt were important. You could just kind of scribble something and make eye contact with patients. But there were a lot of problems with paper charts, too. Handwriting was as bad as, as the stereotypes were, were out to be. I mean, the stereotype of a, a doctor scribbling stuff is one of the most true stereotypes around. If a patient was admitted to the hospital at 2 a.m., you had to go to medical records and search this sort of vault to try to find their paper chart, um, and maybe half of it was in storage. So, so there were a lot of problems with paper charts, and we're not going back there. Um, you know, asking to go back to paper charts would be sort of like asking to go back to the days of, of uh, horse and buggy. Um, it's just not happening. So, um, you know, electronic medical records are here to stay, and they have a lot of potential to be really good. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about handwriting. The record is always there. So I'm not anti medical, electronic medical record. I'm anti-bad electronic medical record. And I think that's what we've got right now. What you said is 100% correct. And I remember I, I was the same. I was a medical student and it was paper charts and you would go to the, you know, medical records department at three o'clock in the morning and call and ask for the thing. And it could be a real barrier to care for sure. The doctor's handwriting absolutely was the issue. It was really inefficient if you needed to place an order, if you needed to, you know, add something to the records, you had to go all the way back. Uh, and, and that would all, you know, that's just a waste or that just wastes time. And I think you're also correct. These aren't going anywhere now. We do use them as good tools. They have some utility, but where we are with them right now, we are totally sideways. I think there's probably a lot of drivers for that, but I want to get to the account itself because what you're getting to with this stuff is the way that it interferes, not just with the physician-patient relationship, but it interferes right now with what feels aspirational about medicine to me. And so let's just pick one of these. In the era of shared decision-making, it's more important than ever to involve patients in their care. Let them know what buttons you'll be clicking and why. The skilled Epic user can do this without making eye contact. <laughs> we've all been there. And when we use the term for the electronic health record, they're all the same. They all divert attention. This is not unique to Epic or Cerner or any of them. They all do that. And that's exactly what happens. And it can be a real barrier to care. What experiences have you had when you're seeing a patient and their family and they're in the room and you're talking about things and you're doing the medical record at the same time? 
Have you ever had somebody call you out? Have you ever had somebody say, what are you doing? Can I look? Have you ever had somebody say, knock it off? What sort of experiences have you had around that? Well, I really do my best to minimize computer use when I'm in the room with the patient. But that leaves option B, which is finishing your notes at the end of the day. So you have a choice. You can make eye contact with your patients or you can stay till nine or, you know, do your notes after you go home. And I I, I do that a lot. Um, But you can't do both. You can't pay attention to both the electronic medical record and to the patient. Um, and, it, you know, a lot of patients have c- complained about this. I, I think, knock on wood, not not to me personally. And my notes tend to be pretty short. Um, I see some of the notes that my colleagues write, and I'm sort of in, in awe uh, of their length and detailed. And I think, oh, my gosh, they must have been typing the whole time they were with the patient. Or maybe they have a scribe. So a lot of doctors have um, hired a third person or second person in the room just to take care of the electronic medical record, which to me is is, is crazy. Um you know, but a lot of patients complain about this. The the, the most the best uh, example that I've seen, and I did post about this once. Um, there was a drawing a, a child made of her visit to the doctor it was published in JAMA, and the doctor is facing away from uh, you know the, the child uh, typing on the screen. So that really drove things home, you know, more than you know any sort of uh, of my experiences or studies um, can do. Um, but it is important to note that. Uh, it's not just my experience or your experience. This has been studied, and doctors spend five hours, half of their day, some of them, um, clicking, doing data entry on the electronic medical record. And that's something um, I'd like you to just restate that. You know, we're talking to an audience that's not just physicians. Right now, right, the, right now, the physicians, the nurses, the pharmacists, they're all nodding their heads. They're all saying, oh, yeah, totally five. They're all agreeing 100%. I think that this is the this is the piece that we can reach out and, like, a firm handshake, good eye contact, a big hug with the people that come to us to seek care for them to have a better understanding of the impact of this. Go ahead and restate the amount of time that is spent on the electronic medical record per day by a physician. So it depends on their specialty, but in family practice or sort of general practice, it's at least half. Um, There have been a number of studies that show residents spend about 40% of their day on the electronic medical record and about 10% of time at the patient's bedside. And these are people who are in training. They're learning. They're they're supposed to be learning how to take care of patients. They're not supposed to be learning how to use the electronic medical record. Correct. And I realize that a lot of this can sort of come across as sort of spoiled doctors, you know, oh my gosh, they have to click buttons on a computer. What's the big deal? You know, sort of like a billion, you know, NBA player who's paid $20 million a year complaining that he has to put his, you know, uniform, dirty uniform in the laundry basket or something like that. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> uh, you know, so, um, but it, 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 it does detract from quite a bit from the doctor-patient relationship. Um, you know, a lot of doctors spend hours at home every day finishing their charting. Um, I have not had had a day in years when I haven't logged into the electronic medical record. This is sort of another theme that I talk about a lot on the, oh, the, the Twitter. Oh, sure account. do. Can I drop one right now? Now that you brought it do up, do it. Our mission statement: We won't rest until you can't rest. <laughs> I'm glad I make myself laugh. Um, you know, but 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 uh, you know, there's. Modifications. I wake up, I log into Epic, I have six or seven patient messages, seven medicines to refill, some charts, you know, some some labs to review. Some of these make sense. If a patient, you know, has a lab, I should review it. Um, But patients can send messages through Epic now, which again, seems very 
reasonable. You know, wouldn't it be nice if patients could contact their doctor and ask quick questions through the electronic medical record? It's hard to say no to that. But the end result is when I'm on vacation, I spend an hour in the morning and an hour at night doing nothing but unpaid epic time. And epic might tell you, oh, you can sign this out to a friend, a colleague to cover you while you're you're away. Um, but that. that would turn a friend into an enemy very quickly. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I'll drop another one. You sleep, epic doesn't. While you drift off to sleep after emptying your inbox, never forget that messages are accumulating for you to deal with when you wake up. It's all part of our commitment to make every waking moment an epic moment. <laughs> I love your tone of voice there. That's exactly how I sort of envisioned it being read. Um, I love it. We, know, could, so we could go all day with these. But I think that one of the things that's important to mention, these came very, very quickly. It's not like there was any thought, teaching, interest in setting up the guardrails around what you just described the mission creep was was just massive it just infiltrated everything and it was constant and physicians do have that sense of ownership they do have that sense of these are my patients i'm gonna need, i need to know what's going on or also just curiosity uh, hey I, I you know I, what's going on with people are they doing okay i want to make sure they're well so this this is this is like having your cell phone and having way too much screen time and not having boundaries about clicking on social media um, but the intent is different, but I think the concept is very, very similar. And it really has infiltrated what we're supposed to do, not just in terms of patient care, but also in terms of self-care and career maintenance. One of the things that we talk about a lot within the circle of medicine, and I think now is outside of the circle of medicine and is much more in public discourse, is this concept. It's a very broad term, but the concept of physician burnout and physicians struggling to maintain a career struggling to continue to love medicine and wanting to stay in medicine based on evidence and also based on feedback from your friends, your colleagues, people who have been interacting with this account is the electronic medical record, a driver of this extraordinary phenomenon of burnout in the physician community. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, um, you know, this has been studied and I think, um, you know, all studies of physician burnout put the EMR very high, um, as the number one, maybe the number two cause of physician burnout. Um, you know, anecdotally, this is sort of one thing that doctors get together and talk about. The highest compliment I've heard paid to Epic is it's the least bad of all the electronic medical records. Um, you know, but since I started this account, I can't think of a single post or response. I mean, not that I've seen them all. There have been tens of thousands of some doctor, nurse, pharmacist saying, I love Epic and it's really improved my my care. Um, I just can't think of any response like that. I'm sure there are some people who feel that way. They just haven't commented on Twitter. And I think that this speaks to another point, which I try to make a lot, is just our utter powerlessness. Um, it's, it, if you identify a problem in Epic, yes, to order a CBC, I have to click every single time where I want it sent, when I want it sent, who I wanted to draw it, where I want the results to go. And what used to be you know, just a little note on a piece of paper, CBC, turns into four or five clicks multiplied by 20 patients, 20 labs, and all of a sudden, you're up to 4,000 clicks a shift, which is not a number I pulled from the top of my head that's been studied. Um, and if you suggest to Epic, hey, here's a way that maybe you can improve this. It, it's easier to get to reverse the flow of the Mississippi River. I mean, there's just nothing, nothing we can do. Or you get maybe a tip sheet, which is 27 pages long. Here's how you can adjust to the electronic medical record, not how it can adjust to you. That's a really important point. And we've talked about that a lot is that the electronic medical records are not designed to necessarily improve the, the flow of care or certainly 
to improve physician and nurse and team efficiency. We have to find the workarounds to make it work for us as opposed to the other way around. And to me, that's just crazy. And it's also totally crazy making. Uh, and so that is one of the real difficulties. The other phenomenon that I would propose is that it really builds a sense that we're not used to of learned helplessness because you bring up, hey, can we get something changed? And you just hear no over and over or you hear yes, maybe, and then it just sort of disappears into the ether. And that's also really disruptive. And I think the last thing around it that's a real problem is it puts us at odds with each other because it will be a physician, you know, a super user who is going to be the one who helps people learn how to use this and will also get the suggestions and the, and the ideas. And then nothing gets fixed and people are frustrated with them. Administration has to own this. And so they have to feel the concerns and complaints and they can't do anything about it. We end up at odds with one another, which is so destructive. It's so disruptive. It's so frustrating because yeah. of, because of this, this elephant in the room. Yeah, and there's just there's there's just nothing you can do other than just create a Twitter account, uh, you know, where people say exactly what you said at the beginning. This account makes me laugh and cry at the exact same totally, time. Totally, totally. And speaking of the Twitter account, we know patients often drone on and on, telling doctors where they hurt and expecting them to make it better. That's why Epic removes you from their bedside into the peace and calm of your private workstation. This is another way we are helping to prevent burnout. Hashtag Epic Cares. <laughs> Have you ever written one of these and just absolutely busted up laughing? Uh, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but the answer is yes, I have. Um, 100%. You know, it's funny when I sort of funny. forget, I forget about one, right? And uh, and and, and uh, you know, someone retweets it. I think the one which has gotten the most attention. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but it's something along the lines of, you know, parents worry a lot about whether their children are doing too much screen time. A lot of parents also want their children to be doctors. Relax. Too much screen time is the best proper best preparation for the career you want them to have. Um, <laughs> you know. Some, Something like that. So, yeah. um, have you ever had someone almost catch you? Aside from you know worrying about the helicopters flying overhead and and you know the unmarked cars pulling up in front of your office, have you ever had someone? Say, hey, wait a minute. I've outed myself to a few people, you know, both sort of people like yourself who I've never met in person and some of my friends. I, I, you know, but I don't think I'm going to get in too much trouble if I get caught. You know, my institution probably doesn't want themselves associated with a snarky doctor. Um, <laughs> but I haven't done anything that bad. No, no threats. I don't think I've ever used anyone's name. I never, sw- I think I swore once. Um, you know, so, um, you know, it, it, what I'm doing essentially is doing what doctors do all the time, which is saying we have to click too many buttons. We never get off. Um, you know, I'm just sort of saying it in a snarky way. So I, I don't think I would be in too much trouble, but I do think that the folks at Epic are, are paying attention. Um, <laughs> well, there's the one. This, but I did have to change the name of my account. Yeah, uh, the one that absolutely slayed me is there was a picture of a physician and she's sitting at the computer and it says, she's staring at the computer, she's typing on the keyboard and it says, this is beautiful. She's locked in and focused. Is there a patient in the room? It doesn't matter. She's in the epic zone. Nothing can stop her now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh I'd, I'd love to know how many people at Epic are doctors. I'm sure there are some. There's oh, no question about it. I bet. Um, and I bet they love but, this. I bet they've got to have enough self-awareness to say, all right, this is totally brilliant. But I mean, I, I I do wonder how many of them are just very disconnected from yeah. the end use of their their product. Right. Um, you know, and one thing one thing about all these electronic medical records is that you know every individual 
thing makes sense, right? You know, shouldn't you have to document your patient's allergies before you give them medicine? Sure. Shouldn't you have to verify that a, a woman of childbearing age isn't pregnant before you order a CT scan with radiation? Sure. And a hundred things that individually make sense That's right. add up to a thousand clicks before you say to the patient, hi, how can I help you today? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think that's one of the problems with it. It's, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts and, and every individual thing makes sense, but and, and taken I, together. I, I agree with that. Disaster. We've all been in that experience and you click the wrong thing and it sends you off into, you know, the, the one that my favorite is, is if you have to reorder uh, an insulin order set for inpatient glycemic management, inpatient blood sugar management. And it's got all the things that are pre-clicked in it, including what to do if the patient has a low blood sugar and they get glucose and they get, you know, a sugar tablet and all these different things. If you reorder the set and you, you press sign, it just sends you into glucose hell because you've got all these like duplicate order, duplicate order, duplicate order. And you're like, I, f I feel like I'm in a science fiction movie. I feel like I'm in an episode of the Twilight Zone. I've been clicking off duplicate order literally for the last 90 seconds and it's no sign of stopping. And, and yeah, well, you every, say, well, Shapiro, shut medicine, up, man. 90 seconds, every cares. medicine, um, you know, everything you click, it gives you a warning. And this right. has been studied. You know, doctors just scroll through 98% right. of these warnings because when everything's a warning, then nothing is a warning. Then nothing's a warning. It's alarm fatigue. But yeah, I mean, you yeah, just, no, that's true. And I think that the piece that's important too is right. It, 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 just like you said, it's it's death by a thousand clicks. It's 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 the time loss in in the accounting for seconds. So it's fifteen seconds here. It's ninety seconds there. In the moment, it doesn't look like much, but over the course of the day, we're talking about forty minutes of time. We're talking about ninety minutes of time where you didn't do anything. You literally didn't do anything. I can see a bunch of patients in 90 minutes. I can have a full family conference in 90 minutes. I can do a lot of very meaningful things that I am trained to do, want to do, aspire to do in that amount of time that's lost. And I think that tension, once we're able to reconcile that, and we will, it will get there. Right now, we're not there. That's going to be that's going to be a huge step forward for us. Now you're more optimistic than me, yeah. um, but but um, you know, and I also think too is is how doctors and nurses are graded, kind of is, is by what they do in Epic. So there was an article in the New York Times, an editorial, which I did a parody of, um, where a nurse wrote this article. Um, I can spend ten minutes at the patient's bedside, preventing them from falling, or I can spend ten minutes at the computer, documenting their fall risk. And it's only what I do behind the computer that gets really mattered or, or, or gets really graded or really matters. Um, and, you know, that, that, that's a shame. That, that's, that's horrible. That's the exact opposite. And, you know, one of my tweets was about, you know, putting yourself in the role of a patient. I think I said sarcastically, imagine you, you know, injured your arm and fell off your bicycle uh, or fell off your bicycle and injured your arm and had to go to the emergency room and found out that the doctor there didn't document that your grandmother had an allergy to pollen. You'd be horrified, right? Now you know how patients feel. And of course, patients don't care about this sort of stuff. Imagine telling the patient, you know, your doctor did a, an average job on the operation but documented it beautifully, you know, they, they wouldn't care one bit. And so what, what matters to patients, what matters to human beings is often very different than what matters uh, uh, in the chart. And there was a doctor whose name I, I, I won't be able to pronounce, Abraham Vergelsi or something like that. Oh, Verghese. Um, 
Verghese, yeah. Uh, you know, he wrote a brilliant essay about the eye patient is how, um, you know, there's kind of two separate patients. There's the flesh and blood human being we're supposed to care about. And then there's the eye patient with the, the history, the allergies, the everything sort of documented. Um, and what seems to matter for billing and, and sort of how you're, you know, evaluated is your eye patient. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's it just is. Nuts. It is. And I think, one of the things that I saw in this account where I knew that we were going to be heading in the right direction with it was this idea as well of, of how these things separate us from our patients. And you had one, this was one of your earliest ones where again, it's a physician looking at the computer, but his body is sort of twisted such that it looks like he's pivoting away from the screen. And it says, this doctor looks like he might almost be able to make eye contact with a patient. We strongly advise you to position yourself better to avoid this undesirable outcome. And that's hysterical. And it speaks <laughs> to one of the things that we're now being taught, right? We spoke about how we've had to create all of these workarounds and we've had to create full curricula around managing to the EMR. So there's all these strategies now. There's all these courses and modules and, and best practices around how to still make the patient feel included around the electronic medical record. It's not how to make the electronic medical record fit into your encounter with the patient. It's how to make sure that the patient feels like they're still part of what's going on. It's, it's completely insane, but that's what, that's sort of where we are with this. What happened with that one is Z dog jumped in and he said, OMG, this wins the internet. And I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Z Dog. He's been on the podcast twice. He's an uh, he's a hospitalist like me. We all love him. And he had that song that went viral around the electronic medical record, and it was all of us saying, "That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Yes, that's this is this is really what it speaks to." And when I knew we had a problem, this the viral tweet that I saw right before your account went live is somebody was somebody had a visit from an electronic medical record company representative who came to their office. And this representative, at least the way the person relates the story on Twitter, and it doesn't seem like this was a parody, was advising this office staff of physicians and, and you know, nursing assistants and nurses and everybody in the office to give their computers a name and introduce it okay. as a member of the care team. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's and horrifying. The, I hadn't heard horrifying. that. Um, you know, one thing that I will say about the Epic employees I've dealt with, um, and this almost makes it worse, is they're all these really nice, genuine people. Totally. And so you, you can't get angry at them because they really care and they, they sort of feel powerless too. It's sort of like if you're on a plane that's delayed for seven hours yelling at the flight attendant um, who's struggling along with you doesn't do any good. She yeah. can't get that plane off the ground or he can't get that plane off the ground. And and, and dealing with these Epic employees, they're, they're very nice. And if you say, you know, your system... It's horrible, you know. I mean, it, it's 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 yelling at the winners, making a nice person feel bad. And so again, it just speaks to the sort of powerlessness that 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 we feel. And you know, it's interesting that in medicine, I think I have a recent tweet that speaks to this. You know, we like to think that everything we do is evidence based. I wouldn't change the medications that I give to a patient or my imaging patterns. You know, when I scan patients, um, unless I sort of had a, a reason to do so, I could say, okay, based on this study, I should get more CT scans or less CT scans, whatever. Um, but the EMR, this massive change, was introduced without any sort of studies about does it really improve patient care That's it's right. only sort of looking back that that people are sort of trying to figure this out and finding that doctors spending half of their shift staring at a screen may not be the best idea <laughs> and we've all seen a physician or a nurse staring at the screen 
with one of two things happening, that blank look, it's like the blue screen of death, but it's in your own brain. Or anger because (laughs) it's not working and it's not doing what you need it to do and you really do need to move on. And it brings me back to one of your very, very first tweets. For any complex problem, there is a simple solution that I try to avoid. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think this is the fundamental problem with EMRs is they try to get too cute, too complicated, too... You know, uh, would you would in order to learn Epic, it takes 16 hours of training to learn the basics. Do you have any products in your house like that? Um, I don't think so. Um, you know, would you buy a TV, a phone, an Alexa, a car, anything that takes even half an hour to learn? You know, maybe that's that's the sort of limit. You know, we need EMRs to do a few things: to read notes, to write notes, to place orders, to review results seemingly not that complex. I realize I'm not an expert and there's probably a lot of things that I'm unaware of. If I was to sit down with an Epic designer, he would say, you haven't thought about this, this, and I'd say, oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. Or, you know, if they did make changes um, that I suggest, probably 50 other people would complain and say, you know, here's how you should do it. So I realize that that trying to please doctors and nurses would be a little bit like herding cats. Um, but on any given Epic screen, you can click 500 buttons, which take you to another 500 buttons. It's it's a it's a choose your own adventure with a thousand different choices of never ending pathways and into into epic hell. And so I, I again just to circle back to what I said at the beginning, I'm not anti electronic medical record. I just think we need things simplified just to the basics. And there are some that exist. I think the VAs is very simple and it's much easier uh, to use than ours. So the basics. I think what you described as the basics, and again, this is the second major tension that we have to figure out, is what you described as the basics, I would say, is in opposition for what the larger scope of this is, which is billing platform, documentation in terms of severity of disease, and data. And it's yeah. that's and, and in and opposition of what you just described. Yeah, uh, you know, and this speaks to another problem which I've spoken a lot about uh, on Twitter, but haven't on this podcast, is that the notes now in the electronic medical records are pages long. I call it, uh, you know, sarcastically, the epic make every note a novel program. Every single note is incorporates every single lab value and every imaging that the patient has ever had. And only by scrolling down to the very end of page 20, can you find information that you really need that the doctor sort of actually thought about and wrote as opposed to just sort of incorporating in, um, you know, I would order this test and this test, and that's all you really need to know. And in the days of paper charts, that's almost all the doctor would write. And was much better just to sort of say, here's what's going on with the patient and here's what I think that you should do. My hope with this conversation is that we've done a couple of things. We're not going to change the EMR today, but we've brought people into this extraordinary account that you've created that is so funny. And I've had a moment of catharsis. I feel a little bit better. I've been able to, to vent a little bit. I've been able to hear that I'm not alone in this fight and I, I, I'm, we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. I'm not sure that we're going to be okay. I know that you have a couple of tweets that say we need to go because we're feeling tired, because we're feeling frustrated, because we're feeling burned out. We need to have another epic sponsored 90 minute mandatory wellness session. Yes. That's my solution to any doctors who complain. <laughs> you need a mandatory online wellness module. Oh my God. Do you have a favorite one? Is there one that you're like, I'm putting this on a t-shirt? I think one of my most recent ones, I can probably find it, uh, seems to have done very well. All the poor medical students are so worried about match day. Relax. 
you're going to be clicking buttons all day in one windowless windowless call room or another. Does it really matter where? Uh, I saw so, that one on Match Day, and I was just I kind of was like, oh, ouch! That was a little brutal. mean. Oh, so listen, God. you know, to any any sort of young doctor who might be listening to this, yeah. or old doctor, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, you know, I would say my my my, my take home advice, so to speak, is just remember that, that you know, treat the flesh and blood um, right. in in front of you, the human, you, you know, not the computer. My central dogma yeah, that I learned early in my career, the patient is first, the team is second, the individual is third. The electronic medical record is not a part of that equation. You got to maintain enough. your notes. You got you to document things properly. We know that. You need to write good, thoughtful notes. You need to make sure you sign all of your stuff. You need to make sure you stay caught up. The, the, those have been universal truths from the beginning. That is part of how we practice medicine. But you can't, you, you got to be in service to your patients first. That's why we're here. And if you stick with that, you'll, you can hopefully keep the humor in some of this a little bit. I think honestly, at the end of the day, right, we've had a, this has been a, a wild conversation. Like there's been parts of listening to you talk where I've gotten really upset because I think about something that happened with the medical record. Yeah, you know, we've all had the one where you've got your note almost done and you kick the plug and the screen goes black. That's always fun. Oh yeah. Um, but at the same time, we can make fun of it. We can poke jabs at it. And we can also remember we do what we do. Nothing about that changes. This is a very powerful barrier right now. We're going to, we're going to surmount it. And if we put the patient in the center and we do what we need to do, all of the other concerns, complaints, they're all correct. There's validity in all of them and they all need to be addressed. There's so much power in poking fun and, and using satire. That's why Gomer blog is so popular, right? This is you, you are, you are the unknown, child of Gomer blog. You were born on the other side of the world and, and you've been slowly making your way to each other over mountain and across, you know, across oceans. Yeah, no, I love Gomer blog. They're great. They're great. They're great. What's going to happen? Are you going to keep going? Are you going to take a break at some point? You're not going to run mean, out of I, material. I, 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 I might though. That That's my sort of fear, I suppose, is, is, is things are going to get start getting repetitive eventually. I mean, there's only so many ways you can sort of reframe the same comment, you know, uh, don't make eye contact with your patients, check, back, check Epic 24 hours a day. Um, you know, our, our, our Epic user interface designers are motivated, are, are inspired by the creator of Where's Waldo. So yeah. it'll start to get repetitive at some, at some point um, and it'll just sort of burn out and die. That's okay. I mean, I like I said, I, Epic, I've, I I've accomplished much more than I too. ever thought I would with this account and mostly knowing that I'm not alone, that I'm not the sort of outlier complainer that, you know, and everyone else is very thrilled and happy with the EMR. So, um, I've, I've set out to, I've accomplished much more than I, than I ever thought I would. You absolutely have. This has been an incredible conversation. The thread is unbelievable. It's at Epic parody EMR, but you're forgetting something. Epic is here for you. When you think you're running out of material, I have one word for you. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> exactly right. It's actually going to be two words. It's going to be downtime, it. and then it's going to be upgrade. So you'll have that downtime experience, which we've all had, and you'll come back on the show after. You know, that's what we should do. That's the breaking news, is you and I should record one when you're experiencing a downtime, because we've all been there, and that's just an adventure. And then you'll have oh, an yeah. upgrade, and then you'll get epic version two, and it'll just be a whole new adventure. Everything will change. Everything will change. Unbelievable. So glad I found you. I'm glad you're safe. You know, stay out of harm's way. I know you're on the <laughs> lamb. I hope you can one day get back home and, and get back to the life that you lead. My family misses me. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking forward to more content. I've got you on my on my follow list. You're awesome. 
Keep doing what you're doing. Thank it's you. been a total treat to speak with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.